this is the inciting moment that actually turns Poe to the dark side. Exactly. <laughs> and he, he right after this scene, he just kicks BB-8 across the hangar. <laughs> Hello, fellow geeks. This is Jay Shear, host of the Story Geeks podcast and co-founder of the Reclamation Society. I'm a writer, and as a writer, I'm very interested in discovering how our favorite stories influence both us personally and how they impact our culture. To that end, the Reclamation Society and the Story Geeks podcast is all about exploring our favorite sci-fi, fantasy, and comic book stories to determine what they're telling us is true about the world around us. Today's episode is a unique one because we're about to launch our special Star Wars film series. For the next few months, Nathan and I, along with some special guests, We'll be focusing exclusively on Star Wars, starting today with a breakdown of the new Last Jedi trailer, and we'll jump into some theories Nathan and I have on where the Star Wars saga is going, and even some notes about the upcoming themes that we'll be exploring in the Star Wars podcast series. So make sure you subscribe because you do not want to miss these deep discussions about the Star Wars universe. We're also inviting some very special guests to join us, folks I would consider to be Star Wars experts. And lastly, before I dive into this Last Jedi trailer breakdown, make sure you listen closely because the Reclamation Society is giving away the art of Rogue One, so listen in to see how you can win. Okay, is everybody ready to dive into the Star Wars universe? Well, Nathan, welcome to the show. No longer just an editor, but also a co-host of this series. Yeah, for the second time. For the second time, yeah, past past Watchmen, which actually got a lot of good um, response, so that's awesome. Yeah, now we know why. <laughs> so what we're going to talk about today, because we have this Star Wars series come out, coming up, and we're really excited about the Star Wars series, is that um, we're going to talk about, a little bit about how that series is going to play out. But first, because the Episode 8 trailer was just released, Nathan and I are going to break that down a little bit, talk about our reactions to it. Um, obviously, we I'll link below as well to the reaction video I did for YouTube, so you can go check that out. Um, but so just quick, just real quick overall, Nathan, before we get down into the specifics of it, what did you think overall of the new episode eight trailer? Well, definitely intriguing. There's not a whole lot of information there, um, as we could expect. Um, you know, I feel like it was probably about the same amount of info that we got from the first Force Awakens trailer. Um, but since we already know most of these characters, I guess technically it was a little less info, but for the story itself, it seems like it's about the same, just a, you know, a few snippets, we get a little bit of dialogue, um, that doesn't necessarily relate to the story itself, but kind of give us a feel for, for the direction it might be taking. Yeah. I was a little bit disappointed with it because of that. Cause I felt like it was, I mean, teaser trailers don't give you a lot of, well, unless you take like the Thor Ragnarok trailer, which basically gave you the entire plot line. Um, but usually teaser trailers are just like, you know, I kind of half expect them just to show a shot of Ray next to Luke and then that's it. <laughs> and then they just right. cut away. So I don't expect a lot from teaser trailers, but this one really didn't give us anything new per se. Um, so I guess I, I guess I would say I was a little bit disappointed, but I, I don't know that I don't know how they would have made me not disappointed, if you know what I mean. Right. So let's go ahead and play it a little bit, and I'll just stop it when something interesting um, occurs. Obviously, it starts out, and I thought it was kind of funny because I don't know. Did you? I thought it was almost like they were trying to portray that it was space at first, um, just with like the little glinting of the rocks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
But then obviously like a huge fake out. Nope, it's the rocks, and then we're gonna just have Ray pop up, pop down this time. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, before Finn, it was... Finn, Finn goes up, Ray comes down, <laughs> right. and she's right. even sweaty too, right? So yeah, she's she looks like she's uh, been exerting herself, and she looks like she's like trying to gasp for breath as well. So I don't know if she's been trying to lift an X-wing out of the water or what's been happening. Maybe maybe another flashback vision or something. <laughs> That's right. Another flashback vision to her carrying Yoda on her shoulders. <laughs> um, so just going forward a little bit further, uh, we start to hear the voiceover with Luke, and he's telling her to breathe. Um, we get a couple of shots of the island, which is really nothing new. We've already seen the island. Right. Um, it is cool that here we also have specifically uh, both her theme and the force theme kind of playing on top of each other. Yeah. And I, and I made mention of this on my trailer reaction though too, but I did like Michael Giacchino's rogue one theme. However, as soon as you go back to John Williams, it's a whole other experience, man. Like John Williams is just amazing. And as you hear Ray's theme, and like you said, like weave through with the rest of the themes, like it just sounds super cool. Um, I, there's this shot of her hand on the ground with the rocks starting to rise up around her. That made me feel like it was like a very Zack Snyder-ish shot because we've seen that similar type of shot with Superman. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. And then we have, we go into this little section where uh, Luke is prompting her to sort of, what what are you seeing? What are you feeling? And she says, I feel the light. And then we see Leia. And well, I guess that's not necessarily Leia. I interpret it as Leia because Leia's voice plays over in the background. Yeah, but, and that look that looks like her hair. Yeah, it looks so, like her hair too. She's standing in some sort of star in front of some sort of star map. Yeah, I wondered if, if that's the uh, the Luke map, and whether that means they're like off to try to find him. Maybe that's what this fleet of ships is that we oh, see later. Maybe so. Yeah. And then we see, then we transition into um, her saying, I see also the dark. And then it's, um, it looks like Kylo Ren's helmet. When I first watched the trailer, I thought it was Darth Vader's helmet. But upon closer inspection, it does look like it's Kylo Ren's helmet. Yeah, I think so. So as you as you theorize, now we've seen the, the poster as well. So it's not just the trailer, it's the trailer and the poster. Do you think that Kylo Ren is still on the dark side of things? Or like, why is he smashing his helmet? He's not, he's not turning aside from the dark side right i yeah he he definitely has to be still on the dark side i mean he's probably you know as snoke implied he's probably trying to complete his training you know go further down that path now that he's proven his worth to the darkness um in the previous movie you know we have to expect he's only going farther at this point um and maybe he just doesn't need the mask anymore. Yeah, he has a cool scar now, so why would he need That's the mask? True. <laughs> He's like, oh, I look kind of snokish. Forget it. Forget this mask. <laughs> um, and then we sort of zoom in on the mask, and then Ray makes mention of the fact that she sort of feels balance. And, and there's this shot that I have no idea what this shot is. It looks almost like it's like a the inside of a tree or something with a little sunbeam coming down. Do you have any idea what that is? Not much. I, so the tree I think is right because I know, and again, I'm not very much up on, on the additional materials that have been coming out, but there is something about 
a force tree, apparently, that yeah. is relevant at this point. So basically, he's he's had this force tree and he's cutting it down to make wooden wooden force dowels that other <laughs> Jedi can use to train. I think that's right. maybe... that's the new type of lightsaber. <laughs> that's um, right. He just adds the glow in post. So <laughs> that's right. Now, is the symbol that she puts her hand on is that a the Jedi symbol? Is that the yeah? So that is the official Jedi logo okay. um, from like you know the Clone Wars era. And I think this is the first time it's ever shown up like officially in a film. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was used in the cartoon on some of the armor and things like that. Oh, I, yeah. And, and possibly, you know, some of the merchandise and stuff. But I, I don't think it's ever actually been in one of the movies before. That is kind of cool. And then she says, you know, she mentions the, she says, dark, she says light, then dark, then balance. And then he kind of mentions like, it's so much bigger than that. And so I take that as either one of two things. I take it as that one, um, it's not just about balance. It's something more than balance. And they're going to reveal what that looks like. Or he's just talking about the all new latest, greatest star killer base, <laughs> <laughs> which is bigger than the, than the last star killer base. Right. And can destroy, it can destroy entire galaxies or something. It's true. Um, it's just a black hole. They, they, <laughs> the, the first order finds it and they're just like, Whoa, this is just like sucking in every, let's just name it and say we have a super weapon and yeah. try to trick people into driving their planet into it or something. Right, exactly. It's like this way to Alderaan and then they, boom, <laughs> you go right into the dark hole. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I was kind of thinking he's less referring to the balance as to the, that whole statement, like the dark and the light and the balance between them. And he's, you know, and this kind of ties into what he says later is the feeling I get that he's like kind of over that. Right. Um, and yeah, whether, whether he's specifically talking about there's more than just the dark and light side or more than like just trying to think of it in that way, because we know George Lucas has always been interested in, um, having other alien cultures have knowledge of the force, but not treating it in the same way that the Jedi and the Sith do. Right. Um, and this has come up in, you know, Clone Wars mostly. I don't, I don't know if there was, I think there was some in Rebels a little bit, but, you know, so we definitely know that, that there are other ways to use the force that aren't just the dark and the light and the balance between them and, and other cultures think about it differently. So whether it's simply saying something essentially like that, or it's, or it's bigger than that, I'm not really sure. Yeah. It's all, it's, we're going Jolie Bindo here. That's what I think. We're exactly. Doing. Like that's the first thing I thought of It's <laughs> like, well, well, we have a new, new Jolie here. <laughs> Jolie Bindo has now become Luke Skywalker. I kind of like that. I mean, Hey, grumpy old hermit. There you go. Yeah, the one thing that we can guarantee is that if you become a grumpy old hermit, <laughs> you will give up on both the light side and the dark side. Yep. The next scene is actually my favorite scene out of the trailer because we get this sort of pod race, these pod race looking vehicles. They look like they are supposed to be attached to the ground in some way, shape, or form. Um, there's a number of them. I mean, I'm counting like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven or so. Um, on the screen in this one clip. And mm -hmm. they're all headed towards, if you pause it, you can look in the background and actually see the AT-ATs in the background. Yeah. So right after the third from the left, it looks like there might even be like some sort of new ATST 
It, you know, if if you want to follow the same style as Empire, you know, they had just like one or two stuck in there. But there's there is a a smaller thing um, between a couple of them. Yeah, that so would be that, super cool. That'd be interesting. Yeah, and I I like this scene because one, I like how it brings the pod race sort of vehicle type back into the Star Wars. Um, realm because i mean that was one of the coolest things in the prequels i mean if you especially if you take the phantom menace which in you know most circles not all circles but a lot of circles people don't like the phantom menace but in this regard like the pod race was the coolest part of the phantom menace besides darth maul and that lightsaber battle so cool to bring that back as well so that's my favorite scene. Um, I don't know why when they hit the ground, they're turn the white sand into red. So I don't know if there's something about that ground that's different or if they're creating the red. Yeah, it looks like it's the ground itself because you'll see when the one kind of crashes into it, it does the same thing, like wherever it touches. Um, right. So exactly. almost like it's right beneath the surface or something, which is interesting. Exactly. Um, yeah, which then leads me to wonder if like they're doing this on purpose the reason all of these these crafts have this little thing sticking down into the ground is not because like that's really how they're supposed to function, but they're actually like trying to set up some sort of weird smoke screen. Oh, you know, it's like, yeah. hey, we can make use of this. Let's go dig up every. You know, I don't. That's know. true. Who that's knows? true. That's a good theory. I like that theory because at that point, maybe what you're trying to do is trying to, um, you know, mess up the sensors of the adats. Right. So. The next little clip is a peacefully sleeping Finn in some sort of... It looks like he's in a Bacta-like tank. Um, obviously, it's not Bacta, Bacta because it's not full of... He's not in water. Um, right. But he looks like he is in some sort of medical equipment, a medical device, which Back makes to sense bed. because... What's that? Back to bed. Trademark. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Trademarked by uh, Anakin Skywalker. That's how he makes all his money on the side. <laughs> yep. Um, and I mean, again, nothing new because we knew that he was injured in the last one. He had, uh, Kylo Ren, I was like sliced his back open. So interesting to see what will happen with him. I kind of think that he'll take on sort of a Saw Gerrera slash Vader like suit of some kind, Hmm. but, um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Hey guys, pardon my brief interruption here, but do you need a new pair of headphones? If you do, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Urban Vinyl. They make premium wood headphones that look amazing. But here's the thing, they're made by audiophiles for audiophiles, so they sound as good as they look. In fact, reviewers have called their headphones the best headphones on the market. Better even than Bose and Beats. And you know what? I agree. They're what I use when I record this podcast. Please consider purchasing a pair using the link in the show notes. If you click the link to their website and use the promo code J, my name, my first name, J-A-Y, super simple, you save 15% and Urban Vinyl will make a donation to the Reclamation Society. So if you need headphones or you're looking to upgrade the pair that you currently have, definitely take a look at what Urban Vinyl has to offer. Click the link in the show notes to visit their website and use my name, J-A-Y, to get the 15% discount. Thanks for letting me interrupt. Now, let's get back to the show. And then we have, right after that, we see BB-8 and Poe, which is awesome. Always fun to see BB-8. And then uh, I did talk to my brother, who's a huge Star Wars fanatic, and he mentioned that he was really surprised to see that it looks like Poe's X-Wing 
is about to blow up. <laughs> yep. And whether or not that's that actually it actually blows up, I think could be debated. But um, it looks pretty likely, though. <laughs> it does look like it's pretty much done. Poor, super fancy X-wing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, you know, in the second, you know, the second part of a trilogy, you're always supposed to make things go really bad for your characters. Like this, this is Poe's whole arc, right? He has his his great, you know, super custom X-wing, and the the low point of his arc in this movie is basically it gets blown up and he just mopes for the rest of it. I think that's right. that's my theory. This is the inciting moment that actually turns Poe to the dark side. Exactly. <laughs> and he, he right after this scene, he just kicks BB-8 across the hangar. <laughs> yeah, I always knew you were a soccer ball. Get out of here. I could I could see that happening. I like that theory. That's my new that's my new favorite theory. Um, then we go right into a super cool shot of the Millennium Falcon. Always got to love the Millennium Falcon. And we see it just, it's just being chased by some TIE fighters. Right. Back it, in it the atmosphere. In the atmosphere. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yep. <laughs> Jinx. Um, so I will say, and this is a little bit, um, we're not, we haven't got there yet, but, um, there's not a lot of space battling in this particular trailer. There's like a very small clip and it looks like a very small battle, which we'll get to. That's true. Um, which is more than Force Awakens. Yeah, that's true too. That's true too. Now I wonder if those Tie Fighters are coming in on the planet that Luke and Ray are on, um, and I say that because the Millennium Falcon is on that planet with them. True. So it'd be interesting to see if that's like the invading force that's coming in, and that forces Ray and Luke to either part ways or leave that island together and forces them back into the the fray of things. The next shot we get is Ray running with her blue lightsaber, which you got to do very carefully, by the way. <laughs> if you're on a lava-strewn, rock-strewn planet and you're running with a lightsaber, <laughs> you use extreme caution. That is true. Um, which is a cool shot. I think that's a cool shot. And then we go immediately into a Kylo Ren um, who has not improved his lightsaber in any way, shape, or form. It's true. But he does have his scar and no mask, so... <laughs> That's right. He's looking very pissed, um, which is kind of his character arc. Now, then we. This is probably, in my opinion, one of the coolest scenes of the trailer because we see R two D two and a cloaked figure who I take to be Luke Skywalker from from what we saw in Force Awakens of the brief shots of the embers coming down and his metal hand resting on top of R two D two. Right. Which which was part of the Force vision, right? Yeah, exactly. So, so I almost wonder if this is a continuation of that. Like, could this be part of basically when the Knights of Ren kind of wrecked the training compound? Or Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking, the same thing. Because I was thinking this looks more like a temple than it does like a city. Right. And so my thought... My thought was that yeah, maybe it's the. I, I didn't. I actually hadn't thought of it as being the academy, but I do think that there's got to be this some rationale for Luke to basically lose his faith in whatever he was doing and to kind of go off into hermit mode. Right. And uh, this seems like it might be that incident, and we're just getting a little bit more backstory as to why that's occurring. Right. So. But yeah, I like the academy theory. I hadn't actually thought of that. Which then we see right after that, and that. I don't know about you. I don't think this is in the same location. I mean, they, obviously they've got the fire and the pieces of stuff laying around, but right. But it does look like some sort of hallway, rather exactly, than exactly, exactly. So either one of two things: one, Captain Phasma is back 
and this is a new hallway in a new scene in a different area. I mean, this might not be Phasma, but it sure looks a lot like Phasma. Right. Um, or this is a flashback to when Phasma and the Stormtroopers basically maybe came alongside Kylo Ren in in, with the Knights of Ren in destroying whatever temple they were destroying. Yeah, although that seems a little less interesting than if Kylo was kind of completely in charge of that. You know, it's I totally like, agree. It's like the... Yeah. First Order just shows up and kind of blows everything up as opposed to some sort of something else. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I don't think, I think the two scenes are just related tonally. They're not actually the same. Like we talked about, they're yeah, not actually yeah. the same. That would, that continuation would be my guess. Teams, so. um, yeah. Because there's also some lens flare off to the left, and that doesn't seem like there'd be any lens flare in the temple scene. But who knows? J.J. Abrams is just like, <laughs> Rain, you better put some lens flare in this movie. <laughs> Uh, and then we get right after that is when we get this space battle. And so we get some sort of new looking ship. Um, I don't think I've seen this kind of ship before. It does not look fast. So it looks more like a capital ship of some type than right. it does like a fighter. And they're over some sort of planet that I don't recognize. Um, and there's X-Wings and TIE fighters shooting each other up. So There are A-Wings though. Oh, um, cool. I didn't see the A-Wings. Yeah, you see them in one or two shots, and I think you could also see the like the back of one in the uh, the Poe X wing shot uh, earlier. Nice. Uh, then that leads us to the very end of the trailer, which basically is Luke and him completing his sentence, which is you know the Jedi need to end. And I don't think okay, so to me that's really not a surprise because it's called the Last Jedi. Um, we know that Luke is disenfranchised anyways. And I mean, if you think about it, if we break this down for a second, cause I just started, we're going to go through in our star Wars series. We're going to start with, um, we're going to go in chronological order of the story. So we're going to start with episode one. So we're going to start with the Phantom Menace. And even in the first five minutes of the Phantom Menace, you can tell that the Jedi order as a whole is super pompous. They're way too arrogant um and they've they've really become a you know a religious political sort of sort of like i picture them as like the roman empire when it was taking over um europe and they had this this basically we're going to take over stuff and we're doing it in the name of the church and that's kind of what the jedi order feels like especially in the prequels and so it, it's not really surprising to me that as Luke learns more and more about how he might organize a team of Jedi, um, then he has the Kylo Ren incident. And let's face it, he, he has the ability to talk to Qui-Gon. He has the ability to talk to Obi-Wan. He has the ability to talk to Yoda. And he has the ability to talk to Anakin. Um, none of those people really had a great experience with the Jedi Order. <laughs> True. So... What do you think? What do you think about him saying it's the end? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, well, I, I guess we knew, you know, based on the fact that he had a training academy, that he was essentially trying to, you know, continue the traditions before. Um, at least, at least as it involves training. Because it seems like he probably didn't have much of a support structure aside from that originally. Luke didn't even get that much training either, right? So it's not right. like he's like, oh, this is this is how I did it when I learned. <laughs> you know, here's the books you use, and this is what Yoda said. Because he didn't get any of that anyway. 
Right. Um, so it's it's interesting because he, it feels like he already would have been doing things differently. So the question is, is this specifically a response to what he was trying to do? And he's saying, well, even even that decreased version of it isn't working, and so let you know it's not even worth calling it Jedi anymore. Um, or is it related to? I mean, you know, where we talked about earlier, where he said it's so much bigger than that. And is it more like he just thinks it's too limited and has less to do with his earlier failings? Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, either that, or this is right before he kills Ray. And, and that's, that's just it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the series takes a big left turn right there. Right. Um, I, I think, so here's my, here's my kind of just some thoughts on it. One, I think that when we've heard about Jedi and Sith and light and dark in the past, you know, especially in the extended universe and what are now called the legends, obviously, that aren't that aren't necessarily canon anymore, but we got this feeling that the light side and the dark side were basically like saying good and evil. And even in, even in like, you know, it always strikes me as you see the crawl start playing out, all of the crawls in Star Wars basically tell you who you're rooting for from the very, very beginning, because it'll describe like the evil, you know, empire and, mm -hmm. and these kind of the greedy trade federation. And it's like, well, they're obviously using negative adjectives. Whoever's writing this is a very biased um, person in terms of what they're describing to us about how this is going to unfold. So it's very easy for us to say like, well, this is good, this is evil. And there have been some nuanced aspects of light and dark. So in in the Knights of the Old Republic and, and Knights of the Old Republic 2, the sequel, we saw a lot of those nuances in terms of maybe it wasn't always the right thing to do, to do the light side thing. And so then there was this aspect of, well, is there a, is there a gray area that's actually the best area? And um, is that like the, like they had the character of Jolie Bindo and he was very gray and he was very much like, well, you think you're super righteous if you're doing this light side thing and maybe that's not right. But then if you're killing people, maybe that's wrong. Um, so I think part of the Star Wars mythology and sort of the spirituality that they work into it automatically contains a lot of questions that are not easily answered because it started out as what I what I thought to be, and we'll we'll explore this as we go through our podcast series, I'm sure, in depth. But I think you know if you take the originals, there was this thought process that it could be the most idealized spiritual experience, and that this light side could influence things for the better, and that you could you, you could really turn like use your feelings to figure out what the universe wanted you to do. I'm referring to the universe as the force, obviously what the force wanted you to do. And you could do those correct things, but then the dark side becomes awkward because what if the dark side starts telling you what to do and not the light side telling you what to do. And so it sets up this sort of weird dynamic where, you know, especially when they bring in the concept of balance and it depends on what you mean by balance. And I think you and I will probably have this conversation as we go through this series. What does balance actually mean? But if balance means that there's an equal amount of dark side and an equal amount of light side, which I'm not suggesting that's what they're saying, but if it, if that's what it means, then that seems sort of ridiculous. Like why would you want any dark side at all? Right. So, um, so I can see how, you know, a force, 
person, just like in real life with any sort of spirituality that um, people follow, you hear the goods and bads about it, right? So you hear the the goods and bads about you know extremist um, uh, Muslims or extremist Christians or whatever. Like pick your pick your religion, pick your world religion. There's extreme forms of it that are very much not balanced. But then, then there's also this concept of yeah, but if if the religion or the spirituality is promoting love, then how can that, how can you say like, well, we should balance that with like what, with hate? I mean, come on, give me a break. That doesn't make any sense. So it'll be interesting to see how the spiritual uh, mythos of the Star Wars uh, saga sort of changes or, or is shaped by these next couple of saga films. I do, I do think that the concept of balance to me doesn't make any sense. Um, so I don't know. What is your take on balance? Yeah. Balance, <laughs> balance is interesting, especially, you know, and, and this comes up a lot whenever people have discussions about the prequels where it's like, Hey, you have hundreds of Jedi sitting around and maybe one or two Sith that you think are probably out there. And you're all excited about bringing balance you know, that's, that's probably not a good idea. Um, but again, like you said, I, I feel like that's probably not what that means. Um, I've, I've always kind of felt that for the force to be balanced is essentially to not have the dark side. Hmm. Um, because again, you know, the dark side is using it for selfish ends essentially. And if we are to believe that Anakin was the chosen one and he was supposed to bring balance to the force. He really only could have done that if it also, if it did mean eradicating the dark side, because he is the one who got rid of, you know, he, he died getting rid of the emperor, which then left only Luke and, you know, Leia sort of counts, I guess. Um, but you know, that's not balanced either. Right. If, right. if you need to have an equal amount of good and bad force users. So um, it, it does seem like it needs to mean something else yeah yeah otherwise it's just a very strange like if the spirituality dictates that there must be balance in terms of dark side light side and if dark side is truly evil which you know they could reverse that they could say well no the sith use the dark side for evil but the dark side is not inherently evil which they could go down that path right but um if if it's supposed to be balanced um, then there's always going to be conflict and there's always going to be pain and hurt and battles and wars and death. And that just seems like a really, I don't know, it's, it doesn't seem like a very hopeful, Star Wars has been built on hope, right? Like even like as a through line of most of the series and it doesn't seem very hopeful if that's what <laughs> they're going to keep on doing. Right. Now, who do you think, who do you think, um, because we don't get a lot of detail about the prophecies and I mean, in the extended universe, we get a little bit more, especially back in the old Republic, we see a little bit more of what's truly going on. But when it refers to the prophecy of the one who will bring balance to the force, do you attribute that to Anakin? Do you attribute it to Luke? Do you attribute it to Ray? What do you think is going on there? At the moment, I still attribute it to Anakin, especially because again, he was the one who essentially ended the Sith. Um, 
Now, that's actually an interesting question because there was just a recent episode of Rebels where we actually had Darth Maul, who hasn't really been dead this whole time, uh, but he actually went down and tracked down Obi-Wan on Tatooine to try to confront him and deal with all this pent-up anger he had. And after that, uh, he basically asks Obi-Wan if the person he's guarding is the chosen one. Mm. And Obi-Wan says yes. Mm. And so that's actually another big question that people are trying to figure out, you know, right now or have been talking about is, you know, as far as Obi-Wan's concerned or, or even Yoda is concerned, you know, they figure they must have been wrong about Anakin by this point, right? Because he's dark. <laughs> so they're like, well, he can't be. So, so it's, it's got to be Luke, right? right. But, but we also then don't know if that's just their interpretation or if, or if that is actually the case. Um, right. But so far, again, you know, Luke hasn't... I mean, you could say, like, Luke was the catalyst for bringing Vader back, which then was the catalyst for killing the Emperor and Vader. You know, so you could say that Luke accomplished that. Um, it, it just feels a little less clean. Right. Um, it, you know, it's kind of a roundabout way of doing it. Unless they're kind of rewriting things. And, you know, maybe, maybe knowing this movie was coming, they're like, oh, okay, well, wait a minute. Maybe, maybe balance really is about not even having the Jedi and the Sith. And hey, if it's actually Luke, maybe maybe even we misinterpreted the prophecy. And it's not Anakin, it's Luke, because he's going to, like, dissolve the whole thing, you know? So who knows? Right. You know, right. they could right. they could be going crazy. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know how, how far they're going to go with that. But the other thing that's actually interesting is, you know, it is called The Last Jedi, and Luke says this, but we don't know if the movie agrees with him, you know, are, are we supposed to agree that this is the correct thing to do? Or is this kind of Luke just being, you know, kind of in a depressed phase and like Ray's going to have to snap him out of it? That's another question. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Is, is, is he doing the right thing is the question, right? Like, right. Has he come to a revelation that, wow, everyone else was a total idiot and he's like smarter than everyone else? Or is he just completely disenfranchised and needs to be brought back into the fold? I would love to see a character arc where Luke went to the dark side. <laughs> that would be really interesting. Because, I mean, think about it. He's the most powerful Jedi that we've probably ever seen, especially because he hasn't really been trained. Um, so if he, if he turned to the dark side and then maybe like Rey and Kylo actually had to team up to destroy him and maybe that's the balance they're talking about like maybe that like he's bringing balance to the force like because he has to bring because in order to defeat him ray and kylo have to work together to fight luke um <laughs> that would be amazing i don't think it's gonna happen true. But... That, that'd be very comic booky <laughs> that totally would be that totally would be um that's however, probably why i like it i mean you know i wouldn't be surprised if maybe there was something similar you know the the new poster they just put up yeah um, basically Luke and Kylo are red and Ray's pretty much the only thing that's kind of like trying to introduce the blue into the picture and, and the blue kind of fades into the red of the, the beam from the lightsaber, almost like it's, you know, kind of like fighting against it, but it right. would be interesting if, 
I don't know. I think it'd be a little weird for Luke to actually go to the dark side just because he's, you know, he kind of, he already kind of had that little mini arc in Jedi. He spent a few seconds right. sort of in the dark side realm <laughs> right. um, and, and decided against it. And that, it, I don't know. It'd feel a little weird if he kind of did that again. Um, <laughs> but maybe he does have to be convinced that being a Jedi or, or maybe even just doing anything is worth doing again. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting arguments that I think comes out of, as we get new information from, you know, the new films and stuff like that is it really puts Qui-Gon Jinn's legacy in jeopardy because he's either like one of the most amazing, like super intelligent, like forward thinking Jedi's that's ever lived or he's the biggest idiot <laughs> because he basically, he goes about, he, I mean, he is the catalyst for all of this to unfold the way that it does. Right. Right. Because if he doesn't pursue, if he doesn't insist upon Anakin being um, the chosen one, uh, then a lot of this isn't able to play itself out. I mean, even, even if uh, Emperor Palpatine becomes a legitimate force, the Jedi Order never has like a mole in it that right. would just kind of destroy it the way that it does. And, and, and Anakin single-handedly kills all the younglings, so there's not going to be any more Jedi, right? Um, so it's just a, it's an interesting perspective because he's either the smartest Jedi that's like, hey, the council doesn't have it together. They're not thinking about things correctly, but I've got it all together, so listen to me. Or he's the biggest idiot that's fooled by the dark side into thinking that he should do these things that then sets about this very intense path that we walk down. And I think depending on how depending on how this movie goes, the next two movies go, it's going to paint him in one light or another light because either Luke's going to say the Jedi Order got it wrong and Qui-Gon got it right. Or he's going to say, he's going to realize, oh no, the Jedi Order got it right and then this other stuff is, is what went wrong. And that would all point back to Qui-Gon in, in a certain certain way, shape, and form. So it depends on how much sway... Uh, <laughs> why is his name... Uh, Liam Neeson has over the, the writers of the next two films. <laughs> right. Well, that, I guess that breaks our talk about the trailer. But So the, the series, the upcoming series that we're going to do really is going to dive deep into a lot of these things. So I'm even preparing some notes right now on... Um, the Phantom Menace, which um, Nathan won't be able to join me on that one. Nathan will be with me on most of the other podcasts, um, but that the next podcast specifically about the Force Awakens, um, he he won't be on that one. But these are the kinds of things that we'll be exploring. So we're going to take a look at you know what does it mean to um, what does the Force mean? What does it mean to be a Jedi? What does it mean to be a Sith? What does it mean to what is the Force in general? Uh, we're going to break all of these things down in detail, but not just stop there. I mean, the prequels have a lot to say about government structures and what the government should be like. Um, in fact, it's in addition to it being a family drama, it's also a political drama in a lot of ways, and that's what Lucas has said it is. Um, and we'll also be looking at just the different relationships that occur and how those relationships um build people up or tear them down. You know, a lot of the, you know, when we watch people turn to the light side or the dark side, a lot of it's because of the relationships that have been, they've been investing in, right? And if they've had broken relationships, they have a much higher percentage chance of going to the dark side than they do to the light side. 
and so on and so forth. So I think some of the through lines I'm looking forward to discussing is just like, I mean, one of the podcasts that Nathan and I listen to is called the uh, Boiled Leather Audio Hour with Ste- Stefan Sasse and Sean T. Collins. Um, and those two guys are talking about how it was a, it's a misnomer to compare the empire to Nazi Germany and how it's not really a good comparison. And they, start, they started comparing it to, I can't remember what government structure they compared it to, but it, was, it, is, a, it is a fascist type of government structure. And I, I actually personally disagree with that because I think it can, you, can, you actually can compare it to um, Nazi Germany in a lot of ways because obviously like the stormtrooper reference is taken directly from that, um, that same, t- taken directly from Nazi Germany. Uh, but it, regardless of whether it's Nazi Germany or whether it's just a fascist government of some other type or form or, or an imperialistic government, um, what we have there is uh, definitely something that is negative in how it's experienced in the galaxy, for the most part. I mean, we've seen in some of the um, extended universe stuff, um, there is some indication that the Empire has helped in some on some planets um but overall it's portrayed as a negative so i think it's interesting to get into some of those conversations as as themes as through lines of the films um i also think it's interesting to look at it from the standpoint of the rebellion and just see like how do you i think it's much easier to fight the power than it is to maintain a good uh it's much it's much easier to devolve into chaos and like controlling government than it is to uh, flourish as a government that's more freedom based. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. There's a lots of spirituality in these films, lots of good versus evil. The hero's journey is very evident throughout the course of films. So I think we have a lot of stuff to talk about. And obviously, Star Wars has been talked about. I don't know, probably more than any other film franchise. I, I would assume. I mean. There's entire podcasts dedicated to it. And actually, we're hoping to get a lot of guests from those popular podcasts onto our podcast. So got a couple of those lined up already and just trying to confirm dates with them. But it'll be fun to talk a little bit more in depth. Obviously, we're the story geeks, so we care a lot about what the story is telling us is true. And we like to analyze those deeper things that come out of the stories and what they how they impact us personally and the culture around us. So that'll be really fun to take a look at. Well, I mean, with that, I guess I don't have any other questions to ask. Um, obviously, we have our first movie without Han Solo. Um, Chewie doesn't make it into the trailer. Uh, you know, we don't see a whole lot of Leia, if that is Leia that we see. The new characters, we don't see them at all. So that's a really fascinating one for me because they weren't even introduced in any way, shape, or form. And Hux, we don't see Hux at all either. So we've got a lot. We've got a lot of things that we are not being told in this trailer. Except that Luke seems to be grumpy. <laughs> and we, we, we're going to have to rate him on the official Panaka scale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. As a shout out to the Blast Points. Blast Points, the podcast, did an entire episode about how grumpy Panaka is. That is worth listening to. Of all the Star Wars podcasts, that is a great podcast. Go out and listen to those guys. Um, also, one other thing I want to mention to the listeners is... We are actually giving away a copy of The Art of Rogue One... It's a fantastic book. Um, it is the hard copy. It's a great, uh, you know, coffee table book. And uh, 
The Reclamation Society, the organization that Nathan and I run, the organization that publishes the Story Geeks podcast, we are giving away that um, that book, which is pretty awesome. So it, all you got to do to be entered to win that book is go to www.reclamationsociety.org and subscribe to our email. So I'll put the subscription link in the show notes below. It's super easy to do. It takes you two seconds. Just so you know, the only way we use email is to notify you of stuff that the Reclamation Society um, is doing, whether it be these podcasts or some of the other stories that we have going on. So you're not subscribing to some kind of spam email. You're literally subscribing to us, letting you know about stuff that we've got going on. So go out and subscribe. You have a chance to win um, The Art of Rogue One, which is, a, like I said, a phenomenal book. So go make sure you go do that. And also, we would love, all of the time, we would love iTunes reviews. So if you can go on to iTunes, give us um, a review. That'd be fantastic. We do comic book giveaways. So if you actually go and give us a review on iTunes, you are entered to win the comic book giveaways that we do. And we'll do other giveaways other than comic books, too. Um, but that's one way that you can get free stuff from us. So any final thoughts, Nathan, before we sign off on this particular episode? No, I think that about covers it. Yeah, I think so. So stay tuned. Um, you know, within the next two weeks, we'll start our Star Wars series of podcasts, and we're going to dive really, 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 really deep into the Star Wars universe, and it should be a really fun time, and we should have some great special guests along with us. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you later. Well, that is it for today's podcast. Special thanks to my co-founder, Nathan Sheck, for joining me today. What did you think of our theories? Let us know. Send us an email at hi at reclamationsociety.org. If you want to cut and paste that from the show notes, feel free to do so. Or you can check out our discussion board on mz.com. The link to that discussion board is in the show notes as well. You can leave us comments there. You can also check out my The Last Jedi trailer reaction video on YouTube. I'd love it if you would check that out and leave me some feedback. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the Story Geeks podcast on Podbean, iTunes, or Stitcher. And if you would, please leave us a review on one of those stations. We would appreciate it. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So make sure you do that and give us some feedback there as well. And that is it for today's show. As always, question everything in your favorite stories and always seek the truth.